0: Welcome back, another episode of the Virtus Podcast, Season 4, Episode 4, I believe. Sure,
1: I'll take your word for it.
0: We're very lucky today and very shocked, I would say, that Shane actually agreed to come on today. Uh, But Shane is our resident accountant, or one of now, because you've been joined by the rest of the queue. I have. Or the original OG accountant. Uh, Shane works at Illuminate. Second. I'm second, the
1: beak was here First.
0: Yeah, let's not get into that, All shall right. we? <laughs> Shout out Andrew Venebeek. Uh We're waiting for a return. Uh, anyway, Mr. Scott, Illuminate accountant, businessman, Mr. Consistent, Mr. Routine, which we're going to get into later, which he now knows about, which is horrifying. Uh, Shane, give me a Shane Scott starter
1: pack. What's in it? The starter pack. Um, well, hi, I'm Shane. Um, <laughs> as Mitch alluded to, I am an accountant by training. I work for Illuminate, who's just down the road here. Um, I'm lucky enough to walk about two minutes to work from Vertus, which is uh, pretty sick. But you don't. Um, I don't. No. I, I should. <laughs> I, um, I drive here, then I Where's drive to bus? work. Um, uh, currently, I'm just shy of my thirtieth birthday, which is terrifying. Um, but I'll be nicking off to Tassie for that uh, sometime shortly. Um, spring chicken, mate. Yeah, spring chicken, especially compared to you. Hey, no hey, hey, hey! I'm sensitive about it. Um, so I'm lucky enough to. Uh, I live with my partner Soph, who's an absolute legend shout out to Sof um, she's a social worker and is a much better person than I am and uh, share share a house with her and our um, three year old border collie who I love having our little unit of three currently and even though there may be some kiddos in the future not sure about that one yet fur baby um, first we're happy with we're our fur, fur baby, baby currently <laughs> um, outside outside of this place um, I do a little bit of everything I'm a massive nerd um and it's not in the sort of like gamer space or anything like that but I sort of love to understand all things about sort of like computers and do a little bit of coding and that side of things which um is a massive waste of my time cuz I don't do it for a living but <laughs> I enjoy it greatly um I've been known to audit, to do stupid things around my house like you know make light switches automated man stuff which much to Sophie's does uh, not surprised me the the bane of her existence and uh when a light doesn't turn on the house uh because I've broken something <laughs> she just sort of rolls her eyes and uh, wonders why she dates me. And uh yeah I don't really blame her on that one. Uh so i do a bit of that. Um I don't currently play any sport, which I think is probably a relatively rare thing for Virtus, I don't I don't yeah, know. I would say so. Weekend warrior, um, yeah, I'm not. Weekday warrior, actually. Weekday, I haven't, <coughs> I haven't been involved in any sport for probably, uh, probably about a year before COVID, where I just dropped out of domestic basketball, and so that means that for the most part, I just, uh, I just lift because I like lifting. You like getting punished by me every. Unfortunately, yes. Tuesday, um, Wednesday, Friday. And I think the only other thing is I probably I've been a member here since, 2019. Yeah, Question you're coming Mark?
0: up on your four year badge, I think. Whew, yeah. damn you get a little uh key ringy thing do i yeah you do it's yeah, the first days. perk
1: 1200 dates, how does that make you feel i'm terrified <laughs> i'm terrified <laughs> to know how much i've spent here actually <laughs> let's not get into that because <laughs> that's a horrifying number i'm sure that's fine it's all worth it
0: you're you're an elusive character meaning that you keep <laughs> your cards close to your chest what is one thing that people don't know about chain that you wish you knew that now you have a forum on the Verts podcast to talk about uh, one thing that people should know about me that um, they might not think: we know you're a nerd. We know you're good with numbers. We know you're here all the time.
1: Um, that's a good question. I think I think at heart I'm actually a a bit of a, an emotional wreck, um, <laughs> which is which a really <laughs> dumb hey, thing. <laughs> um, but uh, love my mum to bits. But one of uh her not so great qualities is that uh she is uh a very feeling person, which is a great quality and not yeah. a great quality at the same time. And I very much inherited that from her. So it means that um look if I if I even think about watching Iron Legend again and the scene <laughs> where the, the dog passes away dog, I I'm a wreck. <laughs> so uh the idea of watching uh, any movie that features a dog is just a terrifying thought for me right now. Um <laughs> so that that's probably one thing. Um yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I've had lots of curiosity about this, and you won't believe me when I say You'll be like, oh, he's just making it up. Lots of people want to know about you, Shane. From the fact that they see you all the time, and you just kind of keep to your own, you're normally swearing at a barbell or throwing it clean on the ground because you can't get under it because you're incapable of PB or. this week. Yeah, it was. It PB. was. I looked. I saw. What was the PB for those playing at home?
1: Uh, 92.5, yes. which is closer uh, triple figures. Very getting getting what, close. <laughs> what's going to get
0: there first, bench or cleans? Uh, bench. Yeah, we're close Bench, Bench is very close
1: 5.97? Uh, yeah, 97.5 no, yeah. yeah, so I've got <laughs> So, enough. yeah Easy. That's all right We'll just yeah, we'll, we'll do it Couple of coffees Couple of coffees Um, I'll get, get the ammonia salts out <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you going Yep What's What made you start at Verse? Oh, that's a good question So it's two for two now <laughs> Yes Alright, all right. look I'm um, you probably pump my tires up here, Shane No, look. Quick diversion here. One thing that people don't know about me is that I'm a broken record, and so that means that I've got about probably ten select things that I say, and I use them over and over again.
0: Um, I think we all do. I think I notice that a lot in here (laughs) because clients that hang enough, hang around me enough, start saying some of the dumb shit that I say. That is correct. So yeah, I'll
1: probably take a few of those off you. Yeah, well, I will believe you there, knackers. And um, <laughs> <All> right, Dad, <laughs> <laughs> or Uncle. So uh, to get back to why do I why do I started at Virtus? Um, I started because I was tr- currently training at uh, Anytime in Somerville, which is which is nice. Anytime it was great. I've been training by myself for probably since I was like eighteen, seventeen, and while I enjoyed doing that, I'd sort of stopped making progress, and actually, really. Didn't enjoy going to gym anymore. It was just something I did because I knew it was good for me, and I wanted to sort of maintain that fitness. It was jumping other...
0: on a treadmill by
1: the end. From memory, That's what were you doing? No, nah, uh, at the end when I was at Virtus, yes, I'd do yeah. some cardio there. But um, previous to that, I'd sort of do all the usual free weights and that side of things. And I like I enjoyed that, but I wasn't I wasn't making progress. I didn't. I knew the basics, but I didn't enjoy programming for myself. I didn't enjoy. Um, sort of like being there by myself and driving myself forward mm-hmm. um and one of the things that attracted me about Virtus is one that I knew I knew the people who were here and I knew that I would um there were like similar in sort of values and that sort of thing to me and I, I liked the idea of starting with that but the idea of basically rocking up and just having a program set that was tailored to what I wanted to do and then just doing it yeah um, was what really attracted to me because at the end of the day, it's why I'm still here. That was good. Um, my next question. What What keeps you coming back? What keeps because. me coming back is that I really enjoy the, the style of training that we do here. Mm. Um, But for me, what keeps me here in particular is at the end of the day, I can rock up and each day that I'm, I'm challenged mm. and it's a constantly moving challenge that for me is really important. But the key thing about it is I don't have to think about it. And so for me, I, I rock up like without fail three times a week. I look at it, I won't even look at my program before I rock up. And Unlike the second lots I, of people. <laughs> yeah. And then and whatever I will do my warm-up and then the second we get into block A, I discover what's in block A and I do it. Clean fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. In, in block A, B, and C. Yeah. Um, and
0: I think, and the topic that we're going to get into later, which we'll touch on briefly now and, this is actually come from the people. I I didn't know what I wanted to actually talk about from a topic point of view. So if you don't know, as you're not a seasoned listener of the Virtus Podcast, uh, (laughs) the topic for, oh, sorry, the reason for season four is with getting to know people, but then also giving a topic that not necessarily the people that know the person on the podcast can learn from X. So for an example, uh, Tess and I spoke about uh, ACLs and injury prevention in general. Mm -hmm. George and I spoke about uh, being a teenager during covid Obviously, I have pretty good insight into that and for Shane's topic is going to be on discipline and creating routine.
1: So you are a very structured man. Where does that come from? Uh, The structure, me being quite structured, uh, it comes from me being me, which is a really dumb way of saying that a lot of the things that I've picked up in life are built around of how I think. So I naturally try and understand certain things but I also naturally try and structure it a certain way and so that's you know most people look at what I do for a living and say oh accounting, yeah that makes sense and that is one of those things like for me accounting unlike certain other things is actually quite easy and it fits really well into my brain yep. um, and so doing the sort of the structure and the rhythms and that sort of things and sort of putting that into that sort of habit and second nature stuff just r- fits really well with my brain yeah um I think I'm really lucky in that respect. It does mean that like, I fully admit that there's certain things that are more difficult for me in how I think and it's one of the things that I'm really grateful for um, Soph and I in our relationship because she's a lot better at that. We complement each other really nicely yep. in that respect. Um, but yeah, I think for me it just comes down to I've picked up the habits that I have in a way due to the way I think and then I sort of reinforce them by just continuing to do them without fail. Yep. It's a nice little teaser
0: into what's to come. But before we get into that, how did you get into accounting? So, what made you pick accounting? Because someone who's quite literal and literal and logical and numeral can do a bunch of different things. Well, what was attractive about accounting?
1: Uh, accounting was attractive because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Do any of us? So, <laughs> uh, I was in there at high school. Uh, did not have much in the way of ambitions, but I was good with numbers. So I was good with sort of fairly logical tasks. Um, wanted back. to do something. What, like, uh, uh, typically when you're looking at like you like a lot of the flat out being a nerd and structuring like how computers work and all of that kind of garbage. You're allowed to get into it. You're no, 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 absolutely <laughs> not.
0: No, I will, I will, <laughs>
1: go, I'll go straight past that.
0: Hey, I used to build my own PCs too back
1: in the day. So, I, you know, I, I can relate. I definitely did that. But, um, no, I've, I've played tech support for pretty much everyone I know for ever since I was 16. and I don't think I'll ever escape that. But, uh, for me to get into accounting, it was purely just a case of I'm good at these skills and to be honest, accountants are really employable and yep. it doesn't matter if I wanted to, if I wanted to work for a gym or if I wanted to work for a bank, if I wanted to work for that, everyone needs those people Yeah, and so it was literally just me taking a bet on the idea that look, I actually don't know what I wanted to yep. but if I have this skill set, I can go anywhere. Yep. Did you grow up down here? Yep, I grew up in Somerville.
0: And had always come from there, like family
1: has always been local, or family's always been local. Yeah, yeah.
0: what was I mean, what was like
1: little Shane like? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, little Shane is was quite different to me. Um, and there's definitely glimmers of how I was when I was younger uh, today, but I was quite a shy, nervous, um, quite reserved kid, you know, I'm definitely still reserved, but. I um I didn't really sort of come out come out well come out of my shell until I went to uni. Yep. Um. So that meant for most of sort of being young and sort of primary school and high school, I was, I was never outgoing. I was never sort of taking chances or risks or getting to know lots of people. Like I had my crowd and I stuck to them. Yep. And while um like all of my friends at high school were great, there was a case that. I had a close-knit crowd of friends. Yep. I didn't really sort of explore much outside of that because I was quite reserved and not not the most socially confident person. Yep.
0: Is there a reason for that? Like, looking back or in hindsight, like, what made you be socially comfortable but not comfortable branch out, if that makes sense?
1: That's a good question. And
0: If you've I, had time to
1: reflect, if not, you better hurry up. So, <laughs> so my, uh, funnily enough, um, one of the things... That's uh one of the things about me is that I often don't take too much time to reflect on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's because
0: I don't. Been a general trend so far of season four is have haven't had time to reflect. So now's the time.
1: <laughs> I um, at the end of the day, being a relatively practical person, if I'm not, if I don't think I'm going to receive value or if find meaning in that, I don't necessarily care about reminiscing about it. Yeah. So don't get me wrong, I. I'm super grateful for where I am today and I wouldn't change any of that. Yeah, yeah. But do I need to find a cause where I am today or find meaning in that? No. Yeah.
0: No, no. I'm with you. Because <laughs> I, I echo that in very much through high school. Not that anyone will believe this. Like I was actually quite socially comfortable in the way that I didn't branch out. Like I, I had lots of people that I knew similar to now, but hmm. had my own little group of people that, looking back i was comfortable and didn't really want to get out of my shell to an extent as well so like i can relate mm-hmm. to that as well looking back it's not something i would change and as lots of people will say this this place changes people so like me starting at Virtus well nearly 7 years ago now like that's when i probably came out of my shell a bit and no one would believe me that i'm naturally a pretty good introvert like i can sit at home for all day and just mm. not talk to anyone and be quite comfortable but obviously being here it's a it's a different hat that i put on i would say That forces me to be (laughs) extroverted and loud and put on punk rock Disney and all sorts of other things. So I can relate to
1: that. What do your parents do for work? Uh, So my dad is a logistics consultant, which is a really... um, (laughs) It's a really... uh, There it is. (laughs) Yeah. It's a bit of a a wanky way of saying this. Uh, He is responsible for... um, He's basically a really smart person about managing warehouses and stock movements and that kind of thing. Um, he worked for Pioneer Electronics for a long period of time, so yeah. the ones that like make car stereos and plasma TVs and stuff like that back in the day. Road, right. sorry, I was just check this. Yeah, di- yeah, different Close. one, but um, <laughs> so he's done that. He's a big reason for why I sort of pushed into the business world and sort of fascination with technology and stuff. Yeah. Um, and my mum is uh, probably the biggest diehard mum you'll ever meet. Um, <laughs> she's she's very much um always looked after my brother and I to the best of her abilities and she's um also poured herself into her work but um when she had my brother and I she le- left her career in banking yep. and sort of had different jobs over time um in the intervening years and she's always poured her heart into them but never sort of continued on with a career yep. outside of outside of that. Yeah. What's what's something
0: growing up that you did with your parents that you remember and it was something that made up yeah. kind of what you it was like your
1: identity as a kid? Um See, this is one of those instances that I, like, looking back at how I grew up, like, there's definitely moments that sort of made up sort of what I did, and I remember doing all of, like, the junior sports and stuff like that, which I was overall rubbish at. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy doing that, and, like, you know, the weekend sort of soccer trips and uh playing for Baxter Soccer Club, which yeah. we were terrible. We got thrashed, <laughs> thrashed every weekend. Don't know if that was great for my character or confidence, but... um. I, I come at this from a direction of like a
0: lot of people that come through Vertus and a lot of people that I know are quite sporty and athletic and that's what they identify as. But knowing someone that didn't play sport necessarily all the way through childhood, like
1: just mm. what, what does that look like? So, so for me, like like a lot of teenagers, I played a a lot of Call of Duty, um, very good at it, um, too good at it, and uh, some of the stats when I was doing that, are t- <laughs> absolutely terrifying. Um, I can also echo that <laughs> <laughs> so I did a lot of that but I also did um, like a lot of hanging out with my sort of mates at the time like we would just do the usual dumb stuff but instead of being sort of super obsessed with sport and that sort of yeah. thing it would be more like oh let's let's go ahead and we'll build this random thing or we'll go try this or yeah. whatever so it's not I don't mean really I, I definitely did play my sport and I was you know soccer training a couple of times a yeah, week yeah, and yeah. that kind of thing but by the end of sort of high school, I was playing a bit of basketball and then just push push through high school and seeing mates and yeah. all the usual stuff. Yeah, and
0: I, would, I wouldn't say, knowing you enough and well enough, I wouldn't say you identify as someone who plays sport necessarily. No. No. You're a sporty person that doesn't play sport. Yeah. You are I, moderately athletic now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. You pe- you make people in awe when you do some jumping downstairs. Let's be real. You're allowed to pump your ties up here.
1: Yeah, look, I, I'm pretty proud of where that's gotten to. Yeah, Exactly. Um, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't identify myself as a sporty person, but I identify myself as an active or relatively outdoorsy person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's, what about that do you enjoy being active and outdoorsy? So for me, well, how does it start for someone who didn't naturally really love sport or naturally wasn't necessarily greatly talented and want to do it as a career? What's, what, what drives you to be healthy? Uh, what drives me to be healthy? Or whatever term you want to put on that. So there's
1: a couple of things. So one being sort of a, a bit of an outdoorsy person. Today, I very much owe to um, getting to know Soph and how much she enjoyed that side of things. Yep. Um, growing up, I never went camping or anything like that. It was all always like you know very structured holidays, and you'd go somewhere and you'd stay in a hotel, yep. which was great. But um, one thing I have come to appreciate growing up is like getting outdoors and doing that. Yep. Um, I think for I think for me, what I like why I enjoy it is purely how different it is to doing what I do for a living and doing what I like other things I enjoy. Like for me, like, you know, I sit down for, I sit down all day, you know, standing desk, whatever, but I effectively stay still all day. And I talk to people, I stare at a screen, I type numbers into boxes on tax returns and <laughs> random stuff like that. And while there is a lot more to it and there's a lot of sort of like, you know, thinking and that, all of that side of things. At yep. the end of the day, I'm stationary and I do that. Yeah. And I'm very conscious of the effect that has on me, but also my mental health and physical health. Yep. And at the end of the day, by sort of keeping active, both you know, at vertus and outside of Virtus, yep. it provides a nice balance in my life where I get to do those things and enjoy those things because I really do enjoy like the work side of things and the personal side of things. But getting outside and doing this and getting outdoors... Gives me an appreciation for both. Yeah. What's what's it like when you know you've had a
0: 12, 14, 16 hour day at times, literally looking at your computer? And I come at this from an angle of, one, COVID, because obviously we couldn't gym and we didn't have necessarily all the outdoorsy things or we couldn't get away as much as we like to. Mm. What One, how do you know that
1: has an effect on you? And mm. what does that kind of look like for you? Uh, so like a lot of people that do that kind of thing, like, you know, if you walk away with sore eyes and that's, that's a thing. But... Um, you got fancy blue light glasses? no Damn. do they work? no idea <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh for some people they work, but fortunately i i sleep okay yes. but um yeah, so like it's a like how do i yeah how do I know that sort of like how that affects me I, I know for me like you know in all honesty, like one, my energy levels fall through the floor, and then two, my overall sort of um, mental health also deteriorates. Yep. And so, at the end of the day, like I, I firmly come up with the belief that we're not, like I'm, I'm not a religious person by any means. Like I'm, I'm as atheist as it comes. Um, but I sort of firmly believe that we're, we're not designed to sit down and think all day. We're, we're effectively, our bodies are built to be moving, and a lot of the way that our hormones work and all of that stuff is built around the idea that we're moving each day. And so if we're gonna sit there all day that's it's gonna have an effect on our body. And yep. for me I notice that because it's part of the reason that I sort of try and stay active is to, to counteract that. Yep.
0: What what if you get to the end of a day and let's say it's a what day don't you gym here? Thursday. Let's say it's a Thursday and you've just done fourteen hours on the laptop. Mm. What's what's a strategy you use to get yourself to do something after work? Or are you happy just going, Yeah, let's just get through to Friday, go home, have a nap kind of vibe? You yeah. you like you need to do something every day? I need to do something every day. What's that look like
1: if you don't get the opportunity to spend an hour and 10 here? Um. So for me, I'm really comfortable that if I'm not training, I don't need to be doing something hard. I just yep. need to do something. Yep. And so fortunately, having a three-year-old border collie, that's, um, that sort of takes care of it. You get home and you've got a um, a cute dog sort of looking at you just saying, can we go for a walk? <laughs> and that that makes it a bit, yep. sort of makes it easier. Yeah. Um, and for me, having that sort of expectation works, but the second part to that is that leaving work, um, you're always thinking, you're always on the spot, and often you don't get to finish everything. You never get yep. to finish everything. What did you say when you got here today? I left a, a giant polish <laughs> metaphorical <laughs> shit on my desk.
0: I wasn't sure if you are talking about Ollie or some paperwork, <laughs> so I just had to clear that up. Yeah,
1: so, um, and so at the end of the day, you've got all these things that are sort of like unreconciled in your brain. Mm-hmm. The scene there ends... Um, you just have to be aware that when you go home you don't you don't automatically release that. Yeah. some people that are lucky enough to be able to do that well, but I don't. And so for me, um, the way that I do that is I go do something and that's just a case of like whether I go for a walk with Ollie and listen to a podcast or whether I get out on the bike or something like that, but I get generally get outdoors away from the screen yep. and do that. And it's very much um throwing back to a talk I heard years ago, which I'm not gonna be able to reference, but um, the idea of a third space where effectively you, you go home but before you enter your home life, you go into a third space where yep. you can transition and that'll take time. Yeah.
0: Does does look does that look like on the way home? Or is that you you need an exit space? So what I mean by that is like are you leaving the workplace going, I can clear my mind of work? or are you getting in the car still thinking about work and then having to switch your brain into home life? Like, how do you decipher between the two? So, coming from a place of people struggle to leave work at work and bring Mm -hmm. stuff home and knowing that you are someone who, one, really values their job and highly cares about their job, but is also highly invested that sometimes it's hard to switch off from work. Like, how Mm -hmm. do you justify the two? So, and I know this is something you struggle
1: with, so. (laughs) Yeah, I'm far from perfect. And while I definitely have my own strategies to be better at it, Mm -hmm. I don't... I don't it, don't do it completely, mm. and you know if I'm having a stressful period of time at work, like I will notice my ability to train here, but also my ability to focus on home life deteriorates, and yep. that's that's just the practicality of caring about what you do yep. and working in an industry which has its ups and downs, like any yep. like any workplace. Um, but for me, like it's yeah, a drive home does help with that, but for me, it it physically has to be doing something. Yep. Like it can't just be sitting there and letting stuff clear your mind, I have to be doing something. Yeah. And so whether it like a dumb thing, is just like playing Xbox for half an hour. Great. Yep. Like, or going for a walk or jumping on the bike, it has to be doing something. It can't yep. be just passively sitting there and waiting.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I like, it's funny you say that because I feel like I get in the car and just like switch off. So one of the things that I actually valued living further away from work <laughs> is mm. the drive was just like nonchalant time and, you know the eight-year-old adage when you're driving down Murdoch Highway and you've gone through four roundabouts, you're not really sure how you went through four roundabouts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whether that's healthy or not, maybe not. But that's for someone who is able to kind of separate their worlds. I feel like different to you, which is why I really want to talk about is I can go into that place, switch off, get home, and then do extra work. Mm. And for me, having to take work home sometimes and Shane goes, oh, I have my shoulder doing muscle-ups. Can you fix this? Not that you ever do that, but... Being give it build. time. Yeah, give it time. We're working on it. Uh, being able to separate the two environments. Sometimes I struggle with, but I know for you exactly what you're talking about. You have, you know, you take your dog for a walk, Ollie, and we're going to get into that in a minute. It's one of the uh, favorite questions of the people, and I'm sure you can guess who <laughs> I you know exactly you. who asked that. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly who it came from. It's something that I really value that you do is be able to go home and do an activity that switches you off and that you can leave work at home, even though sometimes yeah. you don't like to, and you work... Sorry, leave work at work when you get home, even though you don't like to.
1: Yeah. I think, like, while I'm lucky enough to be able to work from home when I can, and especially being 15 minutes from work, like, drive, like, whenever I can, I try and come to work because the idea of having two spaces, where I've got a home space and a workspace makes it so much easier for me to switch off. And I'm very conscious of when I do work from home, it's very rare that I can completely let go of it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I would get better with that if I was able to work full time from home. Yeah. But I know for me right now that if I want to be able to go to work, do my work, and then bug off home and do home stuff, the best way to do that is to literally have two physical spaces. Yeah.
0: Yep. I um, it, it's interesting you talk about physical spaces because I'm thinking I'm just trying to relate some of this to like my life as well as. I have I reckon my spaces is my house as well, as different spaces like I have my like. Uh, my console set up, my monitor and stuff at my desk, which is where I also do work. But also if I sit on the couch, I know I'm not going to do any of it. Mm -hmm. And it was just an interesting reflection going, I think I justify those two spaces again, whether that's good or not, maybe not.
1: Well, my my home desk is also like a fun space. Yeah. Like, so at the end of the day, like computer nerd at work, computer nerd at home. (laughs) And so like, I'm like, oh, let's like, I'm going to try building this thing. And so I'll sit there on my personal laptop and do that. And that's the same as what I also work from at home. Yeah. So it's yeah, not, to me, that is also a sort of a a fun space. Yep. And therefore, it means when I sit there and try and do work, I'm, I'm constantly having to push myself to focus. Yeah. Whereas I don't struggle with that at work. Yeah, interesting. Let's talk about
0: your dog, Ollie. Sure. How do you train your dog so well? Consistency. Yeah. What's that look like? And how'd you learn how to do that too, actually? Because a lot of people struggle to train a dog. They love the idea of a dog, but forget that you still need to train them.
1: So, I was. Have you ever? Have you ever heard the idea that um, if you're, I this people describe this better than I'm about to. But um, have you ever heard the idea that if your parents are like really obsessed with something or really bad at something, then often you'll counteract that by tr- trying to be really good at something. Yeah, I know you are talking or, about Or yeah. so um, I love my parents' dogs a bit, but they are rabid. <laughs> <they laughs> <laughs> they are not the they're not the best trained dogs you, you'll ever meet. Yeah. Um. And I know from you know speaking to people and doing the usual YouTube and all of that to look at trained dogs. At the end of the day, it's less about the specific way whether you use treats or toys or praise or discipline or that side of things. Consistency is yep. what yep. teaches dogs, yep. it's the same thing as teaching people. But humans with yeah. with, with dogs, it's more straightforward. And so for... White and white necessarily sometimes. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And so at the end of the day, for me teaching only being a relatively structured person, yeah. I was lucky enough. I'm like, cool, set the structure and just keep doing it. Yeah. And even though you get stuck, just keep doing it. And eventually it will pay off. And yeah. although, it, although it sucks and you get three nights <laughs> in and you're sitting there crying holding this puppy that's trying to teach <laughs> shreds, you just have to be... You have to uh, trust the process.
0: You take Ollie into work most days?
1: I take him in once a week. Oh, once a week. Dog day? Uh, we Pretty much every day is dog day at Illuminate. Yeah, but yeah. Um, one day's Ollie day. Ollie day. What day's Ollie day? Typically Tuesdays or Thursdays at the moment. Yep. Um, he didn't come in today because uh, Pip was in. Um, but uh, maybe Thursday, maybe next week. Who's, who's the Illuminate, Illuminate favourite dog? Uh, clearly, Ollie. Clearly. No. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, look, historically we would say, but uh, there's been a recent contender being Rob dog. And Rob Dog is a uh, very energetic GSP, and he is um he's just an all round enthusiastic doggo. Yeah, gets you up, hey. Yeah, he does. He will also um he'll also bowl you over if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that on another level. That's for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. What does what's a day off look like for Shane? What do you like to do? Just diverge a little bit here. <laughs> a day just off your brain sh- rest you know.
1: A day off for me uh is in the very boring sense a very slow day. Hey, um, I love that. Get up, like, um, take the take the dog for a walk down to the local coffee shop, sit there and typically sit on some sip on some cold brew for about an hour. Which local? Uh Harlem in Somerville. Oh, good coffee. Yeah, I've good been there coffee. a few times. I house sitted just around the corner from that actually. <laughs> um, yeah, and they're they're really good, and so we've got some owners, and they're lovely. Um, so I right, it depends like if um, soaps around like we'll hang out, but if not. I'll just sit. I'll walk all way down there. I'll sit there on my laptop, yep. and just I'll find something that I'm like, oh, let's try this dumb thing, and I'll try <laughs> and connect this thing to this thing, and and then realise that there's a bunch, there's a reason people don't do it because it's too hard. <laughs> um, or realise sounds f-
0: like Excel. No, no, it's weird. <laughs> typically
1: just typically uh, pretending I'm a coder, and then realising that I don't do it for a living, so I should s- stick to the simple stuff. Um, doing that kind of thing, and then cruising home, cooking up some food, fu- cooking up some food. And then, like I've actually just genuinely enjoyed since buying a house is actually just getting out in the garden and doing Ooh, stuff like that. You're getting old, boy. You're getting old. Uh, I would be lying if I said I haven't been made fun of a lot by <laughs> Soph um, <laughs> for uh, making comments about. Oh, it'd be nice if I could get those weeds out and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> it's it's bad. Cop Cop yeah, that. I'm. I act like a 39 year old at 29. So
0: I mean, I'm. I'm not that far behind you. So I can. F- I feel you. How did you and Soph meet? Actually, how long you been together now?
1: Soph and I have been together seven. We'll put in the spot here. <laughs> um, it'll be eight years in August. Um, so we've uh, we met at the uh, at Somerville YMCA. Um, I was a member there at the time, and I was like I've been training with some mates there for a while. Yeah. And uh, Soph uh, was the receptionist. There you go. So I chatted up the receptionist. Um, actually, it was, <laughs> I think, me I think uh, Soph actually chatted me up. So <laughs> I'm not sure how that feels about, uh, I know Vertus has got very strict rules on dating members. Um, oh, I have very strict rules on that, but let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so Soph and I got to know each other from that. And I think at the time, like, it was just a very, at the end of the day, we just enjoyed each other's company. We got along, we were joking around, it's sort of a very common yeah. Uh common very common values, yeah. to be honest. And what, so what are they?
0: Uh I know she's gonna listen to this too, so I know she'll probably <laughs> yeah. listen to this.
1: Um I, I think in general, like it doesn't like a big one for me is like it doesn't matter what you believe in, just be a kind person. Yeah. Um for me being humble is above pretty yeah. much all things. Like yeah. at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with being confident in yourself and being proud of what you do, but doing it in a way where one, you're aware that everyone else is amazing in their own way, but two, you're not pushing others down. Yep. Um being aware of that. And I think um I think those are sort of like two one of the two big things that I sort of like always think about when I'm interacting with people. Like at the end of the day I never want to be that sort of chauvinistic yep. person. At the end of the day I just want to be that kind of person where I'll enjoy each other's like other people's company, yep. but I'm never gonna be that person that's like, look at me. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons that instead of having a party for my 30th, I'm going to nick off to Tassie. <laughs> couldn't pick anywhere more perfect either. Correct.
0: Middle of nowhere in the mountains. Yep. What's, I was actually, I wanted to talk about travel. What have you travelled? Have you um, done a bit of travel?
1: I have done a bit of travel. Um, been lucky enough to do a few things. I went to, back in the day, I went to Bali and went to Australia's Holiday House. And um, <laughs> I don't really remember much of that trip. It was a bit of fun at the time. Um you want to talk about that or? Not really, No. <laughs> 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 um I did actually get scammed at the airport, which was um a good learning experience for me. Go on then, tell us. I, in short, I got off the plane and I'm not sure if it's still a thing at Bali, but um, there's a bunch of people that sort of uh addressed as people that suggest they're security, or suggest they're police. Yeah. Um they're not security, they're not police. <laughs> Never but been to they They will um they will very assertively grab your bags and start dragging them towards the exit. <laughs> and um this is this is something that I think the security there or the police there just let happen. Yeah. And they'll walk you all the way through the exit and then won't give you your bags back unless you pay them. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) I learned that at at a young age and uh, look, I'm better for it now. Yeah. But, um, so that was a thing. But uh, for that, in more recent years, we, uh, Sophie and I did Vietnam. Yeah, that's right. Probably 2018, 2016. Yeah that was, that was wicked. Absolutely love Vietnam. We'll go back there the second I can. Yeah. Um, just yeah, it's, lovely it's people. on my list,
0: I think. Well, I know it's on my <laughs> list. It's just getting there. Yeah, get there. Yeah. It's,
1: it's just lovely people, especially if you love the food. Um, just going, going around and walking around and experiencing it. Yeah. Um, and everyone's just lovely as well. Like, I don't think there's, not it, you can't go everywhere in the world where everyone's just like really, like excited to meet sort of foreigners yeah. in a way. Um, And so I think whenever we went places, particularly in Vietnam, like you'd meet people and they're just like, Oh, Aussies. And (laughs) they'd be sort of super excited. And as long as you were sort of like excited and intrigued to learn their culture, they'd be absolutely happy to have you. Yep. So we did that. Um, we did Japan a couple of years later and then we did Thailand a couple of years later after that. Um, and loved all of those places and I just love Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, I think the, in some places you've got the idea of the simpler life and in some places less so. Yeah. But I really enjoy that sort of like sort of slower pace but also that more get out, explore, buy some dodgy food off the side of the road, yeah, try yeah, it, yeah. Hope, hope you don't get hope sick. You, yeah. <laughs> I hope you survive. <laughs> um, look, I'm three for three on trips at the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. Oh, now you've said it. So said it. it's going to happen to me next time. But um, look, I've had some fantastic curries for about 25 cents yeah. and I'm going to keep trying them. Yeah, I love that.
0: You spoke of next time. What's next time? Where would you like to go that you haven't? Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good question. I think next, uh, so if I discuss this next, is going to be uh, Kiwiland, aka okay, New Zealand. Yep. Um, I love New Zealand. That's oh, one I of my
0: favourites. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love it. I've yeah, ex- been three times now, but with work. Mm-hmm. So I'm keen to go, like, not by myself, but on a fun
1: holiday. Yeah, that'd be cool. So you know, I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, I'm not sure when that will be. Yet, but maybe a next year thing, maybe the year after that. Yep. But um I think just my goal is always to go to places where you can sort of get out, experience I don't want to be like experienced nature and that kind of person. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, not, no, I'm right. definitely not that far down the um down that rabbit hole, but <laughs> like I I just enjoy exploring like a lot of people. And yeah. for me I'm not while I do enjoy in exploring a city, for me it's more about trying to explore as much countryside and sort of forests and all of that kind as possible. Because, again, yeah. it comes down to that balance side of things for me. I think doing that stuff sort of recharges me and makes me more energised for the Which stuff that I do for work and the stuff the that I enjoy. Out yeah. the elements,
0: out of the office. Yeah. You have to talk to Cat and Reg. I think they're back. Yeah. Not that this is going to matter. It's going to come out in a month, but they're back tomorrow. So you'll have to uh, get some tips from them and they'll uh, tell you how to not hike in Berks, put it that way that's a story for next time
1: I've hiked in thongs before and I don't recommend it
0: oh I can, I'm not a thong guy I can't do it
1: that's not a bad thing yeah,
0: I just can't do it I'm a closed, closed shoe guy that's fine probably that's fine. too much so but
1: that's it's not, it's not great if you're um if you're in Queensland and you go snorkelling I'd love to see that but yeah can't can't say imagine that uh, that's a very good thing but uh,
0: what let's you want to talk work after you've saved yourself
1: let's talk work have to reach all that way to mute <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, it's
0: very respectful. A lot of people just, just, you know, turn away and muffle in the microphone. It doesn't work that way. Uh, we don't doesn't.
1: have mute switches either, Ta- do we?
0: No, we don't. No, there's, there's no foot pedals or anything here.
1: Go on, Wallace. Uh,
0: sort it out. We're getting a new camera, actually. Damn. Yeah, apparently. It's exciting. Less iPhone filming. Great for yeah. my phone storage. Great for your phone storage. <laughs> and the battery. <laughs> and the battery, yeah. I had to charge it before I came prepared. Mm. I made like that mistake last time. What's What's a normal work week look like, Shane?
1: Oof, great question
0: I say "novel" in quotation work spit in marks because no not every week is normal so uh, <laughs> what is your role for status? what do you actually do at Illuminate so you're an accountant but
1: what's that look like great question so um, my my title at Illuminate is uh, a tricky one <laughs> All, all titles made up what is it? Ah uh, so my current title is uh heck of uh, heck head, <laughs> he, heck of uh, head of tech and administration yeah um and that is the exact hodgepodge of a role as it sounds <laughs> um but basically what that means is that right now I look after civil sort of early mass technology so I think you know or everything from like someone's computer but all the way up to the software you use we yep. use how we use it how it connects to other things yep. and then I also look after our administration team yep. On the side, I do a bunch of sort of um, client support. So this is a lot of just like, um, how do I do this in this accounting software? How do I get my payroll software to talk to this? Yep. I've got this point of sale is spewing information here. How do I fix that? Yeah. Um, do a lot of that kind of work, and then just a, a bunch of general helping to run Illuminate, which is you know, as for a business of now twenty people, maybe twenty one. That many? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a job. That's a thing. job, and we we share it amongst the team. And I'm yeah. really uh, grateful for everything I get to learn from the, both uh, both the rest of the leadership team there, but also everyone else I work with. Yeah. But it's uh, it's one of those things that's kept me on my toes, and not something that um, I've been as fast as a learn. I, I, I'm typically a pretty fast learner, yeah. but this has been one of those things you just have to sort of churn it out and learn from experience whereas you can't sort of like dive into documentation and read it flat out for a day which yeah. I definitely do on other things. Yeah. Well, how has your
0: role grown mm-hmm. or developed since you started? What did you start in to end up what you're in now?
1: So I was hired at Illumate as an accountant. Um, I was hired on the proviso that I would sort of help with our clients with like software and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, So that was back in 2016, I yeah. think.
0: Is this flat out like cold apply for or...
1: <clears throat> So, Actually, I apply for the job, or uh, so the job wasn't advertised. Um, I just reached out to Andrew and I said, Hey, I want a job, and he was silly enough to entertain that. Um, I don't uh,
0: think he's regretted it so far.
1: I, I don't, oh, he's definitely much. regretted it at times, <laughs> but um, I think overall, <laughs> it, I, I'd hope that he thinks it was a good thing. But um, <laughs> I would have to ask him. we we'll um, But Hi, has he been on the podcast?
0: I think he might have way back in the day, but it might be time to refresh. I think lots
1: have changed in Andrew's world. Potentially. Love the guy. He <laughs> loves to talk, so I doubt, I doubt you'll have an issue getting him on. That, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I started as a sort of an accountant, and I was very green at the time. I was only about two years into the industry, and uh, Illuminate taught me pretty much everything I know about what I do today. Um, and so that's a lot of, like, bog standard how to do tax returns, but also went through and finished my CA just being an accounting certification. Yep. Did that at the time. And worked through that over sort of the last, I think, for like the first two or three years. Um, and so that means that, yeah, I went through and I learned how to work with, you know, tax returns and activity statements, those sides of things. And so sort of slowly worked my way up to picking up more complex things, picking up more client relationships, picking up um, advisory and tax planning and all of these other things that go into being an accountant Illuminate and yep. sort, of, um, it, sort of no point being super deliberate, but sort of just like saying like, oh, this needs to be done. I'll do it. I'll figure it out. Yeah. And so a lot of opportunity that was just thrown my way, which is sort of like blind confidence. Um, <laughs> I, feel you. I can Not, remember not to that necessarily too. confidence in myself, but um, I say blind confidence from the rest of the crew. just like, oh, Shane's going Shane to, to work work it out. <laughs> yeah, he'll work it <laughs> he'll out. He'll work it out. He'll fix it. Um, and that's very much to my detriment at times, but um, it means that from where I started to where I am today, like I often just end up fixing things. Yeah. And that's, Uh, incredibly broad and that's exactly where it is but um, because I've been at Illuminate for a long time now I do I know how pretty much a lot of things work I definitely don't know everything like it's impossible to know everything but um, if something is not quite right or something's happened 9 times out of 10 I'll be like okay it's probably because of X, Y, Z and um, I'd like to think that brings a lot of value to what I do at Illuminate and ideally I should do as little as that as possible because things work smoothly But that's never the case in a small business.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the reason why you know you, myself, Tommy, we all do the same thing at different businesses, working for the same people.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a. I think it's a role that I think we've been lucky enough to sort of run into each other in different, like in different businesses, but obviously in a close vicinity. Yeah, and yeah. you sort of realize that uh, small businesses in different industries, but same at the end shit, of the day, world. Yeah, it's the same. It's the yeah. same shit everywhere you go, and like own twists in every way, like every different business. But I think, especially from the privileged position I am in, and getting to speak to a lot of business owners, you just sort of realize that we all we all go go through the same problems, and then think that it's special to us, yeah. and think that we've got to reinvent the wheel. But whereas nine times out of ten, someone gone through this, and even though it may not be the exact same, it's close enough, yeah. and you can just take their solution tweak it a little bit and roll with it and it may not be perfect but it would be good enough and good enough is what makes profitable businesses. Yeah.
0: Is that, well, my question was going to be what's something you think or you hope mm-hmm. business owners learn from or no, full stop. Is that something that kind of relates back to
1: that? Yeah. So, the big thing that I feel that most business owners, I wish most businesses owners knew but don't necessarily get to know is that um, so it's effectively like you know, what's in your bank account today is not necessarily what's yours. Yeah, I think that's a very basic way of saying that. Like in your personal life, nine times out of ten, your money in your bank account, it's up to you to spend it. Yeah, but in the business world, you end up effectively looking after other people's money for long periods of time, and yep. that may be the ATO and you're looking after your GST or the amounts withheld from employees' yep. um pay. Could be superannuation. It could be um, pe- amounts people have paid you as a deposit. All these kinds of things, which give you the impression that you've had made more money than you actually have. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and yeah. then you have to be really wary about saying, "Cool, well, this is I've got this money. And it's in my bank account, but it's not mine." Yeah. And so therefore, even though it may it may look like I've made ten thousand dollars last month, I actually made a thousand bucks because yeah. I've got to give all this money to someone else. Yeah. And so it's been really wary about the idea of saying, look, just because you receive money doesn't mean it's yours. And seeing up systems to say, how much money have I actually made? Because if you don't know that figure, then ultimately you don't know if your business is viable Mm -hmm. and if you should just go get a job. Yeah.
0: What what challenges does that present for business owners? What's the block that they can't see
1: that then creates the challenge or the barrier? The block is that they're not accountants. Yeah. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. Yeah. Um, accountants uh, we're special in the respect that we're, we're sort of like, you know, we're trained and we're built to to do this. But at the end of the day, if we're all accountants, then we'd like, no one would get anything done. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like really. I think there's a bucket load of value in what we do. And I, um I try and communicate that to anyone I can. Yeah. But at the end of the day though, like if everyone thought like an accountant, we wouldn't have creatives. Like, and that's not saying accounts can't be creative because that's definitely not the case. But um and I don't mean that in the creative <laughs> accounting sense, but I'm gonna regret those words. Um <laughs> See that that partly
0: went over my head, but I know someone's gonna bring that up to you. Someone <laughs> yeah. someone will know what they someone will have a chuckle at that.
1: But I think I think at the end of the day, like what working with small business owners and the great thing about doing that is that at the end of the day, everyone will love something in particular and they'll really own what they do. And at the end of the day, they should spend as much time and energy knowing the knowing that in and out as yeah. much as they can and just like by taking that and sort of knowing it so well, that's what's gonna generate value. That's what that's what's gonna generate profit. Yeah. And all this accounting knowledge, you need to know some of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's you're there not for a reason. You're there for a reason. So yeah. do your day to day thing. Yeah. And so it's about sort of creating balance in people's lives where especially as a small business owner you need to know this stuff because you can't yet pay someone to do it for you. But at the same time, being aware that you need to create value by knowing the core of what you do and learning just enough accounting to get you by until hopefully you get to the point where you can pay someone to do that and you can focus purely on what you're good at. Yeah,
0: and I think, and Lockie will like me saying this, that was definitely one of his blocks starting and being here moderately close to the start... That was always his challenge. He's, he's not a numbers guy. He doesn't enjoy numbers. He hates the accounting side of things. But now, obviously, we have an accountant that looks after all that stuff. And I think that's very similar to what you were saying is lots of people don't get into business to run the numbers. They oh. get into the business because they're good at the day-to-day or they really enjoy it. They really value the day-to-day things. And for us, that's helping people make better decisions with their health and fitness or creating better humans. For you guys, is helping businesses make better decisions around their money so they can be viable, profitable, and then do exactly what we're doing, which is help other people.
1: 100%. And I think that's one of the reasons like I enjoy coming here and frankly by paying like you know paying my hard-earned dollars to be here cuz at the end of the day while I appreciate that I'm in a lucky position where I know a relatively good amount about training and yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm aware of a bunch of training techniques like the old you know sort of like 5 by 5 and um like you know, there's all kinds of ones like the N sons method off Reddit, yep. which was like massive <laughs> for ages. Like I know those things, but at the end of the day, it's not the core of what I do. I'm never going to understand as much of that as you and the rest of the team here yep. do. And so at the end of the day, it's if I can afford it, it's in my best interest to say, do you know what? You know this better than me. I don't even need you to explain it to me. Just tell me what to do, yeah. and I'll do it. And I know you like that.
0: You don't I care what I it. give it. You don't care what I give to you. As much as you might hate some of it (laughs) when you're doing it, you come here because it's the space where, one, you don't have to think about it. You just get get told, hey, Shane, go do five muscle-ups and then do five power Yeah, It's a space where you get to progress and add value to your own life and leave the other stuff at the door, Mm -hmm. which is, I guess, I would presume a lot of the reason why lots of people come here is... I, I reckon a lot of our clients could go train themselves by their... Like, and be competent at doing that because mm-hmm. one, they've been either around enough or have self-developed enough to learn the skills that allows them to be able to train themselves. But also this gives them a space to
1: not have to do that as well. Yeah. And to, to learn from others, right? Like if we were, if we we're all just sort of standing around and no shade on anytime fitness, but just a random gym that I was thinking of, like if we we're all just standing around anytime fitness and telling each other what works for us, that's, that's great. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're not, like, I'm not trained in that. They're probably not trained in that. They haven't gone through three to five years in university to know that. Mm. And we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And so, while and I I try my best personally to fully appreciate that, while I'm lucky enough to know what I do about training, and particularly around my own body, what works for me and what doesn't. And, you know, maybe one day I'll be, a- be able to do an ass grass squat, but probably never. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, we are <were> pretty close. <laughs> um, at the end of the day... Um hello Banksy. Hello
0: Banksy. I was waiting for your your visit. Hey. Welcome back to um, the podcast.
1: <laughs> at the end of the day, like I just don't I just don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And I'm perfectly comfortable with embracing that and saying at the end of the day, like you and the team here do know far more and yeah. like, you won't know stuff and that's fine. But I'm betting on the fact that you know more than me. Yeah. And for a bunch of other reasons, that's that's a huge amount of value to me. Yeah.
0: I also don't think you're gonna give yourself six sets of sled rags and Correct, ten sets of ten bench and whatever other shit I throw at you on a day. I'm never gonna do that. How's does, how does it feel to be the guinea pig avertis, Shane? <laughs> <laughs> some days great, some days not so much. <laughs> what's and before we transition into our little topic here, what's what's like a day to day look like for you work wise? I'm um, just like from an insider's point of view, like what do you actually spend your day doing? And I know you're gonna say no idea. <laughs> I can see the look on your face going to
1: that path, but Look, uh, usually I struggle to, to remember what I did yesterday and that's um by no shade on what I do day t- today. It means that often what I do day to day, I don't like for example, quite often I would rock I would leave on a Friday and then on a Monday what I thought I was going to do that day has yeah. been thrown out the window. Because you've got 60 emails to Because <laughs> there's like <laughs> a bunch of emails that's come in. There'll be a bunch of messages that been flown around internally saying, hey, this has come up. We need to deal with this now. Yeah. Let's get it done. Yeah. Um. But typically a day-to-day for me would be just like reply to a bunch of emails, go through, jump into a couple of clients' accounts and say, hey, they've had this issue. Here's how you fix it. Record a Loom video. Mm-hmm. Um, You're in Loom. You love your Loom. I... You have a love hate relationship with Loom. I, I have a I have a good relationship with Loom. Um, I have to I have to dig up the stats and send it through after this. But my stats at Illuminate are try, like they're huge. <laughs> I've um I've recorded more than a thousand Loom
0: videos. I remember um, you telling me this during COVID, or maybe just coming back out of COVID of
1: what you spent your day doing during yeah. COVID. I thought oh, I could not do that. Yeah, so I've I've got a, a lot of experience talking to camera. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in particular, while um, sort of like clicking around on the screen, and there's some hilarious Loom videos of me from COVID where I'll be showing someone something and then I would see Ollie, who was a puppy at the time, like digging outside and I'd be like, you little <laughs> shit, and run outside. <laughs> I reckon, you,
0: I reckon <laughs> you've shown me one of these and I can confirm they are proper funny.
1: Yeah, and the professional um, sort of like, you know, the more suited up accountant would have ended, like, you know, re-recorded that. But I figured that was just funny for the person I was <laughs> sending it to and I sent it through and they agreed. But um, so for me, that ends up like recording a couple of tutorials, um, doing a daily stand-up meeting with the team to circulate like what we're doing that day. And then typically between sort of like tech support, um, showing the team how to do certain things and delegating a bunch of tasks. And then leaves a bunch, a bunch of time to do a little bit of support in the team around accounting. So like if a client's got a new inventory system and it's not – Working right, they don't know how this works. So I'll go ahead and jump into some docs and work that out. Yeah. Um. As of late, though, I've just I've just been doing a lot of team management. Yeah. And so that means just working with the team to say, look, you know, we need to get these things done. We need these things documented. Writing a bunch of processes and that side of things. Yeah. So actually, very little accounting. Yeah. Do you like that? I I definitely enjoy doing that work, but I think one of my struggles is that I'm a person that could wear many hats yep. and I enjoy the fact that I can wear many hats but it, it
0: does limit my productivity yep. that was going to be my next question what's a what's a challenge you face if Challenge that, I've if, <laughs> if that is one what's another one you face what's a barrier <laughs> or a block or if I was to go to any of your staff what would they say Shane's block is or Shane's challenges
1: uh, they would say two things <laughs> <laughs> they would say uh, two things they would say one uh, Shane does a little bit of, he's a Jack of all trades master of none Mm-hmm. master of a couple of things, but for the most part, master of none. Yep. Um, now I'd say this block number one. And then two, I am a pathological saying yes to helping people kind of person, yep. especially at work. So that means that if someone's like, Oh, this is broken. How do I work this out? Da da, da da Nine times out of 10, I'll drop whatever I'm doing to help them. And while I'm getting better at sort of parking that and coming back to it later, nine times out of 10, if someone asks me for help, even though I should be doing something else, I'll still help them. Yep. Um, I to give myself a little bit of credit, I do. I am getting better at that, but for my history, that has definitely been a blocker for me doing my own work. And yeah. typically, while we quite often see this in the stats of work, that you'll see a lot of people will note me saying, oh, "I've helped them that day," which is great, and I I really appreciate that feedback. Yeah, it doesn't change the fact <laughs> that I still haven't achieved my own stats, and yeah. there needs to be a balance there.
0: Yeah, is what do you see your role developing into?
1: It's a good question. Um,
0: versus what do you want it to be? What do you think you're going to have to do versus what do you want to do?
1: I was having this discussion literally an hour ago and uh, the the challenge...
0: Two hours ago. We're going for an hour.
1: Okay. <laughs> it wouldn't be much more. It would literally be an hour or 20 ago then. It was, it was that recent.
0: I saw you came in pretty stressed. So <laughs> I'm interested about this part.
1: Um. <laughs> so right now, my, my sort of role at all is one that we needed someone to look after a team. And I'm... I'm I'm good at it, like I'm I'm okay at it, like I'm a people person, I can work with people, work with them to show them how to do something, and get certain outcomes. But by me doing that and the other stuff that I do, they get an okay manager and the rest of the team gets an okay person that does this sort of tech support side of things and accounting. Yeah. So long term we don't want me doing that. And so it would mean that I'll step away in a perfect world I'll step away from the sort of like day-to-day people management stuff and help where it makes sense. And I sort of really lean into, hey, Shane knows how to work with these systems. Let's use him to set up a bunch of new processes. Let's uh, use him to set up a bunch of these things that will make our team more efficient, more organized and give better value, more value to our clients. And then once we're sort of comfortable that a lot of that stuff's been ticked off, then we'll start again to do those same things for our clients and work with our clients to effectively say, hey, you've got X problem. How do we go about solving that? Yep. And obviously being quite linked to accounting, but being quite linked to accounting in respect of saying that we ultimately know what sort of transactions and what kind of efficiencies are going to help with your profit yep. in the day profit pays the bills. Mm-hmm. And so doing that in a way where we can help people not just oh, this is how you do your books, but also here's how you implement this system which talks to your Shopify store and your zero organisation so you can keep track of how much money you're making on this particular sale of this glass. Yep. And at the end of the day, a lot of people in small business actually don't know how much they're making on each unit or yep. how much how much it actually costs them to put this employee on for this shift yep. and helping people make those decisions um, is something that, I'm keen to push in two more. Yep.
0: What's, what do you see as the most valuable thing that businesses, small or large, miss <coughs> to start with that you have to bring their attention to?
1: The most valuable thing?
0: Yeah, or something that you <coughs> find quite valuable that a lot of people don't have to start with that's your kind of, not necessarily your selling point, but how do you add value?
1: That's a, that's is a tough like one. A,
0: yeah, is, I, I'm not sure, but is there like a... I don't know a topic or an area or a system or a process <laughs> that you see highly valuable that you present to businesses and they go, "Hey, this can change our world."
1: That's a good question. Um, I presume it's is,
0: very different and adaptable based on the business, too. It is. Yeah.
1: And this is one of those things where I'm lucky that each of us at Illuminate are sort of in our own specializations. Yeah. And while I've got a bunch of stuff where I can jump in and help people fix issues, about having that sort of one piece of value that starts your business. That may not necessarily be my job. Yeah. Um, I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, But for me, at the end of the day, like the one piece of knowledge that people running small businesses need to sort of understand is that at the end of the day where you need to do that thing that makes you special. And just because you see people selling, like, you know, a coffee mug, you're like, oh, I'll sell coffee mugs. Well, at the end of the day, you're never going to make a buckloads of money out of that because that's already sort of like its own market. Yeah. Whereas... Uh, using Virtus as an example, I like, think yeah, there's a bunch of gyms out there. But doing it in the Virtus way mm-hmm. is what makes Virtus special and therefore can help Lockie you know, look after his kids and, yeah. you know, pay for his house and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day it's always looking and saying, Look, what what about me makes me special and therefore what can I do in the business world and what can I sell that's different to anyone else? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Shane, we're going to transition to our topic of the day, we've been going for just under an hour. Is there anything else in Shane's world you'd like people to know about before we go to here as an elusive character? <laughs> I'm not that elusive. You are elusive. No, no I one knows anything in. about you. The general consensus <laughs> I got from talking to people for about a week about this was you are someone who keeps your cards relatively close to you mm-hmm. and that no one really knows anything about you. About Shane, not about Shane's world or accounting or... Throwing power cleans in the floor because you can't <laughs> get under
1: them. Um, look, I I am I'd like to think I'm a relatively friendly person, but at the end of the day, I'm definitely not the um, I'm definitely not the one to sort of typically initiate conversations with people I don't know. Yeah, um, it's just something I'm just not particularly good at. Yeah. Um, but as far as knowing stuff about me, like I'm I'm a relatively simple person. I'd like to think I don't get me wrong. I I know my shit about certain things. Yeah. And I will talk and talk and talk about those things, yeah. but it also means outside of those areas, I'm useless. Like I'm, like don't get me wrong, I will happily watch a game of footy, but could I name a single player in the AFL right now? I potentially couldn't.
0: <laughs> hey, and there's absolutely not, nothing wrong with that.
1: Um, and so there's a lot of areas where I just have very little knowledge, and like um, when we've like discussed random things in the gym about you know, certain artists or certain music and stuff, like. Unless it's sort of punk rock that was big between like 2005 <laughs> and 2015. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you just can't, I, I just know nothing about it. Yeah. I think the thing that sort of makes, I like one thing I think is special about me is that I can be very, very sort of focused and deep on knowledge in certain areas and be perfectly comfortable. I know nothing about yeah. it, anything else. Literally so. ignorant. Yeah, so in, another, in other words, if um if you ever go to a trivia night and I'm sitting on a table, <laughs> sit on a different table. <laughs> you are in strife. I am outright am It's awful. not tech and punk rock? No good. Pretty much, yeah.
0: Hey, nothing wrong with that. Now, today's topic that I threw to you as you got here, <laughs> which I... I saw am, coming. Yeah, I and lots of other people find value in the way that you are able to deal with these two things, which is creating discipline and creating routine, which you may or may not be self-aware of. Mm-hmm. I think you're pretty good at it. And knowing and talking to people that you worked with and spend time with, Sophie. Mm-hmm. Shout out Sophie. <laughs> how, how, what do the two words relate to you? So how do you create discipline and what is a routine? So as when you hear those two words, what what do they mean <laughs> to you? What are they? What are
1: they? Discipline to me means the ability to do something you don't actually want to do. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, um, in a way. um, yep. I know that's probably not the correct definition, but... Um, All words are made up. All definitions <laughs> are made up. It's true. But, you know, effectively, yeah, the ability to sort of, like, say, call, cool, even though, yeah, to, to be able to do a task with, I don't know, surfacing irregularity, I, I actually wouldn't have a clue what the definition is. But at least to me, like, for most I people... I was just going to Google it. Mine's filming. yours is mine's over there there. Um, but yeah to me like you know it's like at the end of the day you may not necessarily want to do what you're about to do or that kind of thing but you do it anyway yeah and I I guess as far as like um, sort of rituals and habits or whatever we want to call it you didn't say habits did you you said anyway so sure doesn't matter (laughs) doesn't matter
0: (laughs) what's podcasting it's a general um, consensus so far in season four. Doesn't matter. Podcast can be talking about whatever we
1: want and go down whatever tangent we want. Yeah, Chris, that's terrifying. But anyway. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> um But like I I guess like habit formation to me, like it is at the end of the day, that's what I I feel like whenever you're talking about like New Year's resolutions, like we're just into the we're we're not just into the new year, we're nearly at the end of Jan. But anyway, like at the end of the day, Setting setting goals is not what sort of gets you big strides in life. It's actually yep. creating habits. Yep. Because doing anything yeah, with that. doing anything with repetition is how you make big change. Yep. Not by trying to do one big thing at once. Yep. Um like you know, like lots of people say that um you know, you don't you don't cram for an exam and then get great scores. Sometimes you can and that yep. def- definitely does happen, but you see people that like you know, the absolute smartest and brightest in every field they're the ones that study an hour per night for like 30 days leading up to the exam. Yeah. As opposed to that person that uh, crams 30 hours just before the exam. Yeah. Is, is that something you've always had? No, I'm, I'm a horrid procrastinator. Yeah. I am like, I, when I say I'm the person that crams before an exam, I am that person.
0: Me too. It's just, it's interesting because I, I kind of know that about you mm-hmm. as it is, but it's an interesting dynamic to know that you are pretty disciplined and, Habitual about the things that you do, but also know that you'll you can procrastinate and leave things. And how do you, how do you balance it to? Because you know, lots of people's challenge is want mm-hmm. and need to an extent, but it's the action that they struggle with. How do you kind of counteract the two of? I don't know when you don't need to play an Xbox for two and a half hours instead of doing X Y Z. Just as a so.
1: So for me, the the reason that I'm quite disciplined about certain things is a direct. um Result of me being a shocking procrastinator. Yeah. So, like, I I form those habits and I stick to them without fail, because I know the alternative is if I start to break them and let sort of let any sort of doubt into my mind about them, yeah. I will f- I will fall back to just procrastinating the crap out of it. Yeah. And so the reason because I'm aware I've got that side of um that side of my brain the um the procrastination monkey if you've ever seen that TED talk. Um if you have a Ted Talk. It's a great TED talk. Great TED I love talk. it. Yeah. Um so I know that I know that monkey's in my brain. Yeah. And it has control of pretty much everything. <laughs> I feel <laughs> but, you. I feel you. But I'm aware of that and so I know that for me personally, if I if I create certain habits and I work well within my limits to create those habits, yeah. Then once the habits created, it becomes easy. Yeah. And um a dumb thing of, of recent history i i was um so recently put me on to watching that Lim- limitless series on disney with uh, chris H- chris hemsworth yeah and if you haven't watched it i i loved it no, I actually it was great it. it's basically about a bunch of ways that um chris in this case was trying to prolong his life but also sort of pushing his body mm-hmm. and and one of the things they're talking about sort of habits and stuff you can do to sort of you know uh, prolong your life potentially and one well, I the is the whole cold shower routine. Yeah. And I'd I never sort of put any serious thought into it. I'm like, do you know what? Let's, let's see how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And so, at least for me in my brain, I'm like, I'm not going to do this if I do a cold shower day one because that's going to suck. Yeah. So, for the first week, I started with a, a slightly colder shower and a slightly colder shower and a slightly colder shower. And then I worked my way down to it. So, it yep. took me about like eight days. Yep. But instead of me trying to throw myself in the deep end, I said no. Creating the habit is important first. Yeah, and I worked my way into it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, now that's a habit. I'll quite happily turn a cold for the last twenty seconds, thirty seconds of a shower. Well, while it sucks, it's actually not that much of a shock because I'm used to it.
0: Yeah, how do you how do you work out the path to that? So <laughs> t- taking cold showers is moderately <laughs> straightforward, and your plan of attack, I guess you could call it. Of, mm-hmm. I normally have a hot shower. I want to have a cold shower. I got to bridge the gap so I need to get it colder before I get it cold. Mm-hmm. Four things, I don't know, potentially around work or life or even taking Ollie for a walk. Like, mm-hmm. what's what's the process you go about creating those habits?
1: So, for me, it's all about identifying your capacity and then two, starting small. Yeah. So, like... Is there s- some other examples you can think of? Um, so, a silly example is when, when I started here. I think I started maybe two days a week, one day a week. Yep. um, And then sort of worked my... Which I think it was two. I think it was two. Yeah, I think it was two, and I sort of worked my way up. But it's Tuesday, Friday, from memory. Yeah, it sounds. I don't about know right. why I remember that, but no, that, that's fair. But I have a think habit of remembering shit that's not that important, <laughs> like we all do, <laughs> and forgetting um, the important things. But anyway, <laughs> yep. Uh, so for me, like it was purely around like I can't, even though I'd love to throw myself in the deep end. I definitely do on certain tasks. It's for something that I genuinely want to be able to, you know. I do a big task over time. It's more about instead of, I, I just prioritize the habit. And so that means that if um if I want to start running every day, I'm not going to go out and run. I'm not even going to run 5K on the first day. I'm just going to run a K. Yep. Because at the end of the day, the idea that I'm creating that habit is the thing that's going to be able to get me over the hump. And so I'm perfectly comfortable with the idea of starting as small as possible. Yep. And then... Once I've got that sort of repetition in my brain, I can then start to push. But because I've got the habit, I'm happy. I'm not just going to immediately drop it. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, with you. And uh, I, I like that example because you see a lot of people coming yeah. here for the first, or well, their onboarding sessions or something similar that kind of nature. I want to train every day. Okay, great, sure, great outcome. But how do we get there first? And you know, people. We have, you know, ebbs and flows of, yeah, they train every day for a week, then they don't train for two weeks. and It's one of those things that, from a health and fitness point of view, it's something that I think we see a little bit more of. Is there anything in your world that you kind of see on a similar trait or similar vein?
1: Mm-hmm. We definitely see it uh, with business owners where you will charge, absolute charge, into starting their business and, like, getting their books set up, as an example, yep. and getting all have it set up, but... More often than not, a lot of people will be excited about starting their business, and they'll do it right at the start. The issue with doing it right at the start is there's a whole bunch of information you need to learn from the day-to-day running of the business, and until you've seen that information and create the habit, all of this information you learn is more or less useless. Yeah. So um, I think often what I see people is like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do all this stuff, and then it'll be done." It's like, no, "No, no, no, I don't. I don't want you to do it all at once. I want you to do this." once once a week and then just don't touch it until the next Friday and do the next Friday after that and the next Friday after that. But more often than not, what happens is that people will charge into it. The, they'll knock out a bunch at once. They'll forget about it for two months and they'll be like, crap, I need to do a bass. And then they'll pick oh, it up again. Oh, do you mention the word? <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll <laughs> pick Lockie's it up again. He's currently
0: in his headphones going, oh, bass. <laughs> Every, what is it, quarter? Bass yeah, quarter? depending on the side of the, biz- side yeah, of the business. Yeah, I reckon i walk in here once a quarter and fucking bass this, bass that. You mentioned the word.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I mentioned the word. It's not a bad word. You just need to be prepared for it. Um, but I think it doesn't matter. I feel like it's probably not that different in many industries and this is the same thing. It doesn't matter what industry, same problems, just yeah. different different tweaks on it effectively. Yeah. But um, we see a, lot of, see a lot of business owners that do that and it, that's okay. It's a perfectly natural part of starting a business and when, when those people are, are sort of happy to engage with us again and yeah. we'll then help them start the habit but it is ultimately it's um from our side of things it's habits that create great businesses it's not this like oh brilliant idea and you just embrace it and you make millions of dollars Mm. it's no it's that person that rocks up every single day and they do their job without fail and that consistency and that sort of ability to be relied upon is what creates the confidence and then ultimately the ability to make money
0: when do you struggle with habits or how do you struggle
1: with habits? Thanks, mm-hmm. see you're underage. You can't have that. Um, <laughs> I, think I actually do struggle with a bunch of habits at work. Yeah. Um, So what what's that look like? Just out of curiosity. So more often than not, like I'll, I'll rock up to work and I will, um, like I'll open up Slack and I'll open up my emails and I'll start sort of ticking stuff off. Yeah. It comes from there. But ideally I've always structured my day where I would go into Slack I'd find everything I need to do in there I'd move that into a task management system yeah. um, and then same for my emails I'd take all of that move it into a task management system and then just start taking stuff off yeah. from there. The practicality is I make it one message into like Slack get completely distracted yeah. and then end up dealing with that thing on the spot and then I'll then check my emails find something more urgent then deal with that instead of actually doing that prioritisation step first which I know I need to do yeah. but because of sort of like the mode I'm in at work, I really struggle to create that habit.
0: Yeah. Um, is that because you're a doer?
1: I think that's just because of the path- pathological sort of trying to help people yeah, yeah, yeah. side of things, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I can relate to that a bit too. It was similar, getting back to Slack or emails or anything and then someone asked me a question about their program or, hey, can you change this or, hey, I'm going to go for a run. It's like, oh, yeah, i do that. Yeah, correct. 45 minutes goes by, I'm like, shit, I haven't done any of my work.
1: Yeah, correct. And so... I. That's definitely one area where I do have certain habits which work really well, yep. but there's certain habits, particularly around my own workflow, where I have tried to start them and I've stuck to them for short periods of time. There's always been something that's interrupted, yep. which has meant that I've struggled to keep it going. Do you have tools that you implement to help not let that happen? In a work context, yes. Yep. Like, I have a bunch of stuff which reminds me about things because one thing I'm really aware of is my brain does not... It does. It just doesn't retain things to happen on a certain date. I won't yeah. sort of look at the 21st and think, "Oh, this is like so-and-so's birthday." Yeah. Like, um, with the exception, I I hate admitting this, but like I I genuinely struggle to remember my parents' birthdays. Yeah, I shitty I, with days too. I feel <laughs> it. I, like, lo- love them both to bits, but like, because as a result of that, I have both their birthdays in my calendar, and I have like four reminders leading up to their birthdays. Yeah. Um, because I know I won't remember it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm okay with that, because that's just how... It's your way of doing it. It's my way of doing it. It's yeah. like, at the end of the day, I'm lucky enough to live in a world where I can set up those systems yeah. to compensate for that. Yeah. But there's no point kidding myself and thinking I'm going to remember it, because I'm not. Yeah. So I think for me, like I, I will also always lean on the tools to remind me of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, because at the end of the day, one, I don't think our brains are actually... Most people's brains aren't built to remember that stuff well. But two, for me in particular, it just doesn't work. I will think on the spot. I will stay calm and collected and work something out. But my ability to sort of pick something up on ritual every single time is not one of my strong suits. Yeah. Is there
0: areas that you still find blocks in that space from like creating discipline and habits? Yes. You... Either are overcoming currently, or see other people making the same mistakes that you can go. Hey, I think this is a good idea. Is there anything in that space, like currently, like as it stands, that you can think of?
1: In a work context or home context, either. Either Yeah, either other. So basically, yeah, some some area that at least for me personally, or others around me that struggled to create the habit. Yeah. Um.
0: Because I I I highly value your ability to create systems processes around anything. Mm -hmm. whether that's work life or anything like that and I think that's something that people can gain a lot of value from you on and I think that is also why you're really good at what you do is even though that you have or the want and need and desire to help and fix problems per se like you have these back end systems and processes that you are really competent at that make you really good at your job
1: so I think for me like at the end of the day everything more often than not everything we're trying to achieve is just a piece of information and we're just looking for the right thing to stash it in yep um and at the end of the day is, it doesn't necessarily matter what that tool is as long as we create the habits to consistently look at that tool and do that if that makes sense yep. <clears throat> like for me I do struggle with the idea that you will have certain things which fit certain tools really well which some things that don't like I think Notion's a fantastic example where a lot of people love Notion to bits. Yep. And a lot of people <coughs> will try and shove everything into Notion yep. because it, it can fit a lot of things. What is Notion for people that maybe don't know what that is? Notion is like a... It's sort of hard to explain, but it's a, effectively like a... You could think of it as like a personal wiki kind of thing, but it's effectively just this site that you can put a, to a service. Yep. Um, but you can effectively create pages in it, and those pages can be full of information. But then those pages can also have... A, it's technically a database, but effectively they can have a bunch of information, effectively tags on them, yeah, okay. which you can then relate to each other. Sure. And so it's a, a really dumb way of saying that you can have a, you can have like, you know, a table of meals and each of those meals will have all of the steps within it. Sure. Yep. But uh, each of one of them might be required to have, okay, this is a meat meal, a vegetarian meal. yeah, yep. Past all of that. And you can then create um, sort of relationships between those. Sure. Yep. So... Yep your meal plan table could be linked to your meals. Yeah, I'm, you. yep. I'm with you. Um and so Notion's a really cool tool for that because ultimately like information and ideas are all linked to each other and allows yep. you to do that.
0: Yeah. Very um, rarely they're on their own. Yeah, spot it on. It comes from something else.
1: Yeah. But at the end of the day, um Notion's not a task management tool. And so if you try and shove task management into it, you can do it. Yeah. But it's not great it's at it. It's easy to get lost. It's easy. It's easy to get lost because there's lots of options, but it also doesn't have the abilities of like repetition and all of the flexibility there that something like ClickUp or Todoist or Asana has. Yeah, And so it's being aware that in a perfect world, we would sh- take all of this information and shove it into the one tool and we would have this single pane of glass. Yeah. The practicality is in a small business. You can't do that. Yeah. In our personal lives, we also can't do that because yeah. you can't find that one spot. So you have to be comfortable with the compromise that this thing is important enough that it needs its own spot that's tailored to that, yep. and then everything else is probably just going to get shoved in Apple notes and deal with it, yeah, well, Apple notes oh, I heard a bad story of Apple Notes actually from the last week. trying <laughs> to sync my
0: uh phone to my laptop wasn't syncing, Got rid of every single note on my laptop, nowhere to be seen again. oh, yeah, that hurt <laughs> It hurt just five years of notes down down the track.
1: should call tech support about that thought you know, about it, you know, know what I thought,
0: you know what I thought, Mitch, you're an idiot, you deserve that. <laughs> What about routine? You're pretty structured with your week, right? Very structured. Where, I know that comes from a logical mm. system processors brain, mm. but what do you struggle with in
1: routine? I struggle with going home on time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew that. <laughs> um, that's a, but for the most part, I don't, I don't super struggle with my day-to-day routine. Yeah. Um, in the respect that, like, I, I always shove the important things in my day to the start of the day because I know I won't be impacted by whatever happens in my day. Yeah. Um, I think the, the big thing that I struggle with routine is not the routine and sticking to the routine. It's dealing with stuff outside of it. Yeah. So, I actually go too far the other way. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. So, like, for example, i have stuff that sits on, like, my to-do list for ages, not because I don't have the time to do it, but because the idea of, sort of, breaking the routine to do something Yeah. is... Not difficult, but, like, it sounds like a big effort. Yeah, and the, the value
0: of it is slightly different. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be in the start of your day, right? Correct. Yeah.
1: So, I, like, I absolutely, like, will push everything there, and then, like, if something is after work, it's definitely valuable, but at the end of the day, if I need to know that it's going to happen throughout the day, I won't put it after work, because at that point of the day, I'm tired. I potentially have, you know, got home somewhere between 5 and 9 o'clock. Yeah. And... If, if I need it to happen I'm not going to count on that chain being able to do it
0: yeah is is creating a routine for you marking value on tasks to an extent
1: yeah absolutely Yeah.
0: how do you is is value from a time point of view or from an outcome point of view meaning outcome. does it have urgency or is it something that's quite important you need to get it done or is it a bit of both because to an extent it could be both but
1: so, yeah, that's a tough one, right? So, yeah. for me, it's 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 not about the time it takes; it's about the the outcome, and that 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 switches depending on the context. Yep. Like, you can't you can't say that something is worth what it is, like irrespective of the time that it takes to put in. Yep. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like my sort of like using versus like my my health and fitness is important and the habit of it is important and that's why it's at the start of my day. Yeah. But I'd also say as well that the like the reason I put those stuff to the start of my day is also because it's difficult.
0: Yeah, and no, it to an extent gives you a high quality day, I would say. Like gives yeah. you more energy and makes you look more alert. Like Yeah. Have you ever trained in the afternoon?
1: Yep. Sure? Yeah, prior to prior to vertus.
0: Oh yeah, prior to Virtus. Okay, that's a little different. Because I was actually thinking about this before when I knew that this was going to be the topic I think I don't
1: think Shane's actually ever trained in the afternoon I trained in the afternoon for my onboarding Yeah I've trained in the afternoon For barbells and beers Yeah And that it's about it And there was there's definitely one or two yeah. But that's about it People hearing that would be just like How? Because the training in the morning is the easy part Yeah Like I I don't even have enough time to think to think about not going to Virtus in the morning as I get up and I come here. What makes you get out of
0: bed knowing that? Because a lot of people, I'm sure as you're aware, have been lonely at 7am many a time here in winter. Yep. For you, what's the the thing that gets you out of bed when it's two degrees and you know it's going to be cold in the gym, whereas you potentially think other people might stay in bed and go, i ah, do it after? Is it just uh, knowing that it's adding value to your day?
1: the thing is as like,
0: you, you don't really have to think about it it's just something
1: that's ingrained in you now well the reason I do it it's ingrained at this yeah. point but the reason I do it at the start of the day is because I know it won't happen after work Yeah. and so if I know it won't happen after work the only option is do it before work Yeah. and coming back, coming back to the procrastination monkey the yeah. only time that the procrastination monkey cares <laughs> about something is if it needs to happen now Yeah. and so I think to bounce off that my bro- I've more or less taught myself to say well it can't happen after work. I start work at nine a.m., so it has to happen now.
0: Yeah, and I find that something that's, I th- I, I know lots of people struggle with that. One, especially when it's colder in here. But two, it's a, it's a thing that, you, unlike most, will only ever train in the morning. Mm-hmm. But you'll always still get your three sessions sessions in, mm-hmm. which I think is something that can be admired for. One, from our aspect, is we know we're going to see you full stop. But two, from other clients seeing you in here every morning going, oh yeah, Shane's here, it's a, it's a normal Tuesday morning. Like it's something that, and which is why I want to talk about this is for your topic of creating mm. a routine and discipline and habits and things around that is people see that as value and I wanted to tap into your brain around how does
1: that work for you, which I think is, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think sort of like creating the the, the false sense of urgency yeah. is a is a really dumb way. But at the end of the day, like, the reason I do it with regularity is not because I created that false sense of urgency, but also like any part of your day, like once I created, once I started small and I created those steps, I just stuck to it. And so I didn't try, I didn't try and start training at 6am because the practicalities is I knew I wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started training at 7.30am. Yeah. And then when the timetables changed a few years back, I Practice. shifted back to seven. Yeah. And that was just for being very comfortable with the idea that I knew I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. So I worked within what I knew I would do. Um, and so it started literally starting small, create the habit and then push harder from there.
0: Yeah, but before we wrap it up, what are some recommendations you would have for people who are trying to create a habit or are trying to create routine around potentially their training or their work or mm. what are some things you find highly valuable that helps you, one, to either start a new
1: one or maintain a current one? Train in the mornings. Um, it's number one. <laughs> yeah, I love my mornings. Um, amen. Yeah, but no. Uh, in all seriousness, um, the, for me, it's always start small. Yep. Like at the end of the day, you need to start with something that is super easy to accomplish. Yeah, and then, then from there, creep it up. Because at the end of the day, it's not the the value is not in seeing the goal and doing these big strides towards it at once. It's about creating the the habit that'll stick with you for you know a year. For life, whatever it is, yep. and so prioritize growing the habit above everything else, and then the the results of that habit will come over time. And just being okay that that's not going to be immediate; it may not be six months, it may not be twelve months. It, it'll be it'll be years. And I think for like for me and my ability to like squat, it generally was years. <laughs> we got there, <laughs> um, getting there. It's getting there. It's still not still not perfect, but it's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot better than it was. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so that that's my sort of like it's as simple as it comes. Like you need to like it's habits habits meet goals, and therefore your New Year's resolution shouldn't be to create goals; it should be to create habits.
0: Yeah, and a lot of the value we add here is you want this, and I, I think I can bring this probably back to our goal setting. Mm-hmm. I was I in-boarded, inboarded, onboarded our interns today. Of mm-hmm. we're talking about our onboard process that we do with Virtus, which is goal setting and movement screen. It's so the first session they do. The goal setting is what they want or the tip mm-hmm. of the pyramid. The movement screen is the bottom. It's what they need. Our job as coaches is to merge the two together. And I think when we're talking about creating habits and things around that, I think that's a highly, highly valuable skill of work out what you want, yeah. what do you actually need, and how you're going to work out the path from A to B, which I think is what you're talking about of starting small and they're building up to what you want or what you need.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think like the the nice, nice thing about training here is that you've got your accountability buddy. Yeah, And I think wherever you can, you give people permission to hold you accountable to that. Yeah. That's not possible for everyone. I'm lucky I work a nine to five job and that's, it's really easy for me to structure my weeks. Yeah, But if you can give, like, you know, if you can give the people here or you can give people in your personal life permission to hold you accountable to those things yeah. and react nicely when they do that, <laughs> <laughs> like the, it makes the social expectation for you to do that. Appear. And like a lot of things, we find it a lot easier when someone's doing that for us.
0: Yeah. Um, I can think of a practical example right now. We've definitely dragged Kat here a few times earlier than what she would have liked to come here because she knows we're waiting for her at 7. Correct. And correct. Kat will like and hate us saying that. She will. And she
1: will forever rock up
0: at 7.05. <laughs> or 7.15. <laughs> correct.
1: And we will forever take bets on it.
0: <laughs> but we, as accountability for her, understand that we're to an extent creating urgency around... Creating habits,
1: yeah, correct. And creating you know, see about doing the Monday session on a Monday,
0: yeah. Start your week early. <laughs> Don't get to Wednesday and think oh, I've done nothing.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I think like ultimately it just by sort of sticking, and like I hate to say sticking to, because it's definitely not that simple. But no. um, I think by effectively saying like at the end of the day, this is starting and ending new habit is difficult, yeah. but by one just saying, cool, I'm going to make this super easy. And I think, I think sort of like with Verse as an example, like having those movement, that movement screen session as a first session is great mm. because all you have to do is rock up and you're going to do a bunch of uncomfortable movements, yeah. but it's not that hard. No. And so having that as sort of like a first step is great because it's very low in confrontation, confrontational, whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have that, and then the next one is then a little bit of a step up, but not that much. Yep. And so it's sort of easing into these steps, yep, which by doing it just makes it, you can effectively trick your brain to say that what's going to come is not that hard. Yep. And the reality is it, it isn't that hard, but we just make it out to be more than yeah, it is. Yeah. Barriers
0: are barriers because we create them. A lot yeah. of the time they exist because we create them. And there's always situations that that's not the case, but for the most part, people, the things that people struggle with, they struggle with it because they decide to create the barrier, yep. whether they're subconsciously or consciously. Either way, it's it's only there because they believe it to be there. It's our mental fortitude or our willingness to be able to get over that barrier that helps create the things that we're good at for a long period of time, which therefore creates habits and routine and discipline, and we get to where we want to be yeah, easy as that not not that easy but yeah it sounds easy, yeah, <laughs> on that note, I'm going to wrap it up Shane thanks mate what you uh what did you enjoy that you didn't think you'd enjoy about this? <laughs> uh, have the you done a podcast before sorry, have you done a podcast before?
1: Have I done a podcast before ah uh, Technically, kind of maybe.
0: Kind of maybe. I'll take it. Kind of maybe.
1: Yeah, done like a, a video thing for some accounting software provider. Of
0: course, you have. Yeah, it's <laughs> it was um
1: incredibly nerdy. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, you're you
0: thriving that too.
1: And I challenged I challenged the shit out of the people on Love that. that. shit. And I was not invited back. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Hey, um, worth it. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 been good. I um. I am not one to talk about myself. I try and avoid it as much as possible, which
0: is why I really wanted to get you on. <laughs> Everyone's like, get Shane on. I thought I don't think Shane's going to say
1: yes. I'll say yes to a surprising amount. I at the end of the day, I do lots of dumb things. I never thought I'd skydive, and I did that oh, just because so someone so asked me to do it. But I think I think one step for me, and like looking sort of looking forward for the next ten years, um, I think one thing I'd like to do is instead of <laughs> being that person that's always open to saying yes. I want to try and be more of that person that is asking other people to say yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: What what do you reckon that's going to look like? What do you want it to look like?
1: Today, yeah.
0: That's exciting. Well, on that cliffhanger, guess what? We're out of here. Thanks for coming on, Shane. Thanks, mate. We're done.
1: Have a good day.